Hey y'all, welcome back to Shades of Strong, where we ain't never scared to talk about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong black woman. I'm Cheryl, and y'all, this episode is about to be fire because I got all my sisters in me. I got Natty. <laughs> Say hey, Natty. Hey, Natty. <laughs> I got Lana Hunter. <laughs> and I got the Melissa J. Nixon. Hey, hey y'all. Hey. What is up? What's it happening? How are all the things? How is everybody? Doing all right. Doing all right. Good, 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 good. All right, y'all. Listen, we got another great episode for y'all. For the last two episodes, we have been talking about sisterhood. In the first part of the conversation, we talked about the embedded wound of the Black sisterhood and how the superwoman cape is costing us deep connections. In part two of the conversation, we talked about how the Black mother wound gives birth to the sisterhood wound. And so today I thought, why not wrap up this conversation by painting a picture of what healthy Black female friendships look like? And who better to do that than two of my faith sisters who embody what sisterhood and friendship is all about? And of course, that is the Melissa and the Lana. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Queen Dome. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us, Shirley. No, yes, I am so excited to have y'all on. Welcome to the SOS Queendom. So, like I said, we want to talk about sisterhood and friendship and the beauty of Black female friendships because I don't know if y'all have heard this, but I have heard a lot of people say that Black women are pettier and cattier than any other race of women. And that's why we don't have the friendships. And, you know, we have that whole crab in a bucket mentality and all that mm-hmm. thing. But I am not she and she is not me. So yeah, I don't anyway, know <laughs> that's what we want to talk about today. And so Lana and Melissa have been friends for quite some time. You know what? Before we do that, Lana and Melissa, hey, y'all, again, how about y'all tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, what you do, why you do it, what sets your soul on fire? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, actually, Shirley, we haven't been friends for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Many people think that. They feel like, you know, when we're out and about in grocery stores or, I mean, why well, I got to eat Right, right. Why well, I got to eat food? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're out and about, you know, living life. Um, you know, they're like, are y'all sisters? How long y'all been friends? You know, stuff like that. And they just assume that it's been forever. But it's been probably about, what, seven mm-hmm. seven years now? Maybe? Oh, has it? Yeah, oh, I was thinking it had been longer than that. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Not at all. But, yeah, we, we quickly connected and became became family. Yeah, so... <laughs> And, and, and yeah, so a part of that, so how we became friends is actually a part of what we do is we host the Sundress and Big Hat Brunch. It's an annual event. It started on the basis of this whole theme of friendship. When I started it, it was a matter of 
women, I wanted women that are not in your circle for us to meet and fellowship with those women and to get to know people outside of your circle, right? Sometimes we only talk to people we know and like, how can you grow and expand when you're only talking to familiar people? So I created this whole brand around Sundress and Big Head Brunch around meeting people outside of your circle and finding out what you have in common. And you always say, you don't know who's sitting next to you. You don't know who you're in the room with. You don't know that person can be connected to your future. They can be connected to your next million. They could be connected to any to you in any way. So at my second brunch, the brunch is going on, this would be year 12 if we were brunching this year. At the second brunch, one of my good friends, Christy Jones, brought Melissa to the brunch with her. Now, Melissa and Christy have been friends since middle school. Christy, I met her at, at work and she came to the brunch. She always supported me from the very beginning. And she brought Melissa and she thought we would be good friends. So now, not right then, did she? she was, well, she thought she, 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 just invited, she wanted me to come to the event Correct. to support you. She yeah. wanted to come. So Melissa actually drove from Charlotte to Raleigh to come to the event. And, you know, we met each other. We weren't, you know, it was like nothing happening. She was like, right. <laughs> she dry. That's why I was like, mm-hmm, she dry. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, fast forward a couple of years later, Melissa started her business, the Courageous Life Academy. Mm -hmm. um, And Christy thought, you know, Christy invited me to be a part of that or whatever. And then she said, y'all should work together. So we started working together and became family. (laughs) No, no, this is the funny part. So this is before, okay, this is the before she and I, you know, became friends. So I have always, even when I was in corporate, felt like, you know, I was an entrepreneur and did things the up, the up. (laughs) standing way so I started helping Lana with the brunch like literally helping her like try to build it and mm-hmm. grow it and I you remember the contract I sent you a contract, yes, you contract. <laughs> yeah so we I, we have an official like contract on file when we first met this was before the friendship you know we were, we were like really trying to get some things done and help, but I just think everyone I found, I just, I just thought that was so funny. Like, oh wow, <laughs> like I was serious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is a serious one. I will say that. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Somebody has to keep us on the up and up. <laughs> So anyway, that's how they met, and they are friends, and they love each other, and we love them. Mm-hmm. So I want to start the conversation with the quest question, Melissa and Lana and Natty. You can jump in too if you want to. When you think about Black female friendships, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And has that idea changed for you over the years? Yeah, I'll go first, because I think <laughs> Lana and I are, are very different when it comes to friendships and relationships. I am very open, friendly, soft-hearted. Like, I, I make friends very easily. If I met someone today, then I'm like, oh, that's my friend. I'll be like, that ain't your friend. <laughs> so I have always just kind of been the one to gravitate more towards people. Lana, on the other hand, she'd be like, I don't love them. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like she would definitely be cool with you. She'll socialize with you, you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, she's like, I'm going home to my people. You go home to your people. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, when are we hanging out again? <laughs> you know, when are you coming over? You know, and it's just, I think our boundaries are a little different when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. And then that's so, um, it's so different in the sense that like, I may not, I I walk in a room and people are usually going to gravitate towards me. So I'm like, you know, and I love them and and I'm there and I'm present and want to be fully present when I'm in the room. Now, Melissa, when she walks in the room, she's going to be kind of quiet and shy, whatever. And then once you start talking to her, she's going to talk you to death. Uh, (laughs) But me, people typically um, gravitate toward me. So then I'll start talking and, you know, 
things will happen or whatever, but we don't necessarily have to become friends. Melissa wants those people that we've spent the last two hours with, she want to invite them to the house for the cookout. I'm like, bruh, we just met them. But <laughs> you know, there it is. But so, so we approach that um, very differently. But to your question, how do you view friendship? I think that's one of the things that, that works so well about us is that both of us value friendships. Both of us understand that it's hard to find true, real friends today. Both of us understand that, you know, friendship takes work. I think we both understand that, you know, we can't handle people just like when it's convenient. Sometimes it's in, inconvenient to be, you know, sometimes you, you got something you got to do, but your friend needs you to do something. And, you know, of course, everything has boundaries and, and, and you know, you have boundaries in, in all your relationships. But, you know, understanding the importance of friendship is, is one of the things that I think when I think about relationships, period, that that's what's most important to me. My friends are important to me. So I'm going to call you or I'm going to send you an email or some, you know, some friends like, I don't need to talk to you all the time. Well, I don't, we don't need to talk, but just send me a text or I want to know that you're okay. I want to know how you're faring in life. I do not want to wake up one day and realize that you've been broken and hurting and you thought I was too busy or I didn't reach out to you. So I didn't know what was going on in your life. So I think that's, that's one of the things when I think about friendship, I think about loyalty. I think about commitment. I think about, you know, just, just checking in. It, it's too important. And we have the conversation with our nieces all the time about this, because what we understand is the next generation and even some of our generation, especially with doing all the events that we do, we meet so many women that, that gravitate towards us. Even when we're not doing events, when we're just do, out doing life, they were like, you know, they ask us about, you know, if we're sisters, how long we've been friends and all of those things, um, because we mesh so well. Now we fight, uh, of course, like everybody does, but because we understand that relationship and that connection, it's, I think it comes across to people. I lost my train of thought about, you know, understand, oh yeah, like people, we meet so many people, it's like, they don't, they don't trust women or women can't be friends. Shirley, you started with that, you know, women are catty and all of that. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that hasn't been my testimony. Like, yeah, that's not, and that's not really my, my lens yeah. on life. Like when I walk into a room, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily view that group of women as competition and I don't necessarily yeah. feel like they have anything uh, that they're they're there to there to do something against me or to me right. now I've had some experiences that have kind of taken me off guard right. like well why should you stop talking to me or mm-hmm. why why this and why that and so Lana you know we're both real but she's the one that has just that perspective when you know she'll be like I don't love them I'm not saying that she doesn't you know have an issue with people but she's able to discern what their true motive is and 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 why they did what they did or said what they said or how they acted and you know all of that me I'm just like why why you gotta act like that so yeah Hmm. so Lana you mentioned boundaries in friendships in a relationship there have there have to be boundaries in place so what do what do those boundaries look like for you and Melissa we say that jokingly but honestly it's true and you it, that can't be the same with everyone right but that works for right. us yeah right. that works for us because mm. of our lifestyle because of how we you know our lifestyle like we're both entrepreneurs we both um you know have even though i'm married and she's single my husband understood from our very first date. I'm like, I love you. You will always come from us. But my girls were here before you. God forbid something should happen to you. They're going to still be here. So I, mm-hmm. I understand that. And, you know, Melissa has access to me at all times. 
She has, you know, something happened. She needs me to come. Mark be like, okay, when you going? Even if, even he'll be like, well, you ain't talked to Melissa today. I'm like, listen, can I get a break from her? <laughs> so we don't have that. Listen, I done planned the whole Easter holiday. I done planned the Easter menu. I exactly. Where we at? What we doing? We what? have a service. Um, sure. She's gonna bring a word to the room. I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. But yeah, so so we don't have, but you know, I guess, you know, it just depends on the level of friendship. Everyone won't have that level of friendship. So yeah, boundaries are important. Now I do have friends that they can't call me all hours of day or night and not because I'm mean or whatever. It's because like, I'm thinking about one particular relationship where we were aces and uh, she allowed uh, her spouse to come in and say that y'all were too close. Y'all can't be that close. So now she just can't have access to me like all of those, like Melissa does. So not very many people can have access. Now, Shirley, you call me. You tell me the need to come. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. coming. I'm right. And I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Cook, 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 I'm like, I'm coming. Exactly. Melissa, y'all, like, y'all do that. <laughs> Honestly, Natty, these two ladies right here have seen me through some, some of the most difficult times in my life. And I literally, all I have to do is pick up the phone or send a message. And they got me. I don't care what it is. They got me. So they have not only are they good friends to each other, they are good friends to me. So and I am so appreciative of their friendships. Cause they bad. They they have a girl back because sometimes a girl can't pick herself up, up off the flow. And they're not even in the same city, in the yeah. same state that I am, but somehow the love that they have for me gets me up off the floor. So I I am just so eternally grateful that you guys are a part of my life. But we ain't here to talk about me. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Natty, did you want to add anything? Because I want to make sure you're included in this conversation, dear. I think my experience has been a little bit different. And Shirley and I have talked about this. We talked about this last year. I'm an only child. And I've only just recently come to the realization that maybe I just, for whatever reason, am just a lot for some people, I don't know, you know, the, the phrase I'm not for everybody comes to mind. And it's not like, oh, I'm not someone that like is abrasive or anything like that. I'm actually, I, you know, hearing Lana talk about her experience uh, around people. I have those similar experiences a lot of times in social settings. Like usually when I'm around mostly like people of color, especially people are drawn to me and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, get along with people easily. I talk to people easily. And there have been many times where some stranger will approach me out of nowhere. And next thing you know, we've talked for an hour. Mm -hmm. And I really love that. But at the same time, it's been very difficult for me to feel like I have had a lot of true friendships in my life. It seemed like every time I thought I had a true, real, solid friendship, it just kind of withers away. You know, people just fall off. And I don't hold things against people or anything, but sometimes I'm like, wow, they just stopped talking to me. I don't know what happened. You know, that kind of thing. So the last year or so, I've been working to maintain some very intentional connections with some friends like that none of them live close to me. They all live in different places. Doing this with Shirley was very easy because, oh, well, we're recording anyway, so I know I'm going to talk to her every week anyway. Mm-hmm. But just two or three other people I've, I've made it a point to intentionally connect with, and we talk every two weeks. And that's made me feel a lot better, and it makes me feel like instead of, oh, I don't have a 
don't really have a sisterhood or I don't have a circle. Maybe I am making my own circle now. Um, Ooh, like and that. it's a very small circle. It, it's more like an angle. It's like a right angle. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, <laughs> it's not that many people. And I'd like to add more, but I just, you know, you just take things as they come. And there's a lot, I think there's a lot of healing that I'm still doing around loss and around feeling like you're a part of something and then realizing you're not a part of it anymore, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a tender subject for me. I want to point out two things that, that you said in that, Natty. One was that intention. I think in friendships and relationships as a whole, that we have to be intentional in that capacity because a lot of times we forget to remember and one person is doing all of the, the friendship stuff while the other person is just laid back. And I think a lot of times that's why a lot of friendships dissolve because one person is doing all of the giving while the other person is just chilling. And then we wonder what happened in that friendship. And then the second thing I, want, I wanted to talk about with Lon and Melissa is that when you are, when you find yourself in this space where you have been betrayed by friendship, and you don't necessarily, Natty says she, you know, she's slowly building her circle up, but what mm-hmm. advice or suggestions would you give to someone who doesn't know how to pick them out of that space of mistrust and betrayal? Oh, that's a good question, Shirley. And Natalie, Natalie, Natty. <laughs> yes, Natty. <laughs> I can, I can absolutely, you know, relate. I've had you know, throughout my life, like we all go through our relationships ebb and flow. And there have been some ones, there have been, gosh, like this about everybody, you know? <laughs> um, there have been, you know, people, you know, who ha- have been ride or die. I mean, like they on my, they on my bridesmaids list, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they were, they were, we were that close and had that type of, you know, relationship and, you know, things just, things just happen. And so, but happened in a way that I didn't necessarily understand. You'd be like, you know, I'm like, is it me? Like, am I doing something, you know? But then for me, I had to, God had to show me some things in reference to, there's a couple of relationships that I'm thinking about specifically, you know, where he was just like, you know, they were, sometimes people don't, when they're going through their own stuff, I know for me personally, because you know, who, who Lana, who I am and who Lana is, who we are is what you get. And my life, there's very limited time that my light is not bright and doesn't shine and and I'm not full of joy. And, you know, even, even on the hard days, like I am who I am. And so what I realized is that sometimes when people are going through stuff, you know, they can't necessarily, you know, they, they want to, they want to wallow and be in, you know, their depression, their, their whatever, you know, their mental health issues, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, for extended amounts of time. And so they just started to pull back. They started to pull back. Um, and so I had to learn how to, you know, deal with that because it was definitely a loss. You know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, going through um, life and death situations, you know, with these people that you would think that that would never, ever happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And as far as how how to deal with it, I'm like, and it's not to be funny, but it, and it's a revelation over time. Um, but, you know, surely what you have experienced with Lana and I 
in your life, like that's who we are. Like we are a lot of people. Yeah, to a lot of to, that's who that's who we are. It's our mode mm-hmm. of operation. Yeah. I am the 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 ride or die friend. Yeah. You know, like there's something going on. We gonna, we will live like her, one of her friends turned fifty a few years ago, yeah. and I love when I say I love birthdays, girl. I don't even got to know you. I love <laughs> birthdays, and so like, we literally was like at the last minute wanted to celebrate with her. So we got in the car, drove overnight to Orlando, last minute decision, just because, I mean, she was, you know, we're cool and all, but there's more Lana's friend, you know, whatever. So anyway, I, um, to say, how do, how do I deal with it? I have to realize, you know, the value that I add to people. Mm-hmm. And if someone chooses to walk away and Natalie, you know, if someone yeah. chooses to walk away, that's on them. That's their life. Right, that's their right. Life. You know, like, it's true. You know, they, they, they will be fine. Their mm-hmm. life has moved on. My life is fine and moved on. You know, and, and the one thing that I know about God and, you know, it's very, I always, you know, I laugh when I say this because I'm like, Melissa, why you always got to talk about him? But it's, I, I can't have a conversation yeah. without bringing him up, you know, in terms of the one thing I know about God is he always has had my life full with the people who need to be in it for that season at that time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so for anyone that's dealing in it, and I, and I, and there are a lot of people, you know, Natalie, who share the same experiences as you that are literally like recuperating yeah. from just things that have happened because, like I said, life right. does happen. And for anyone that's listening that has gone through that, listen, I get it. I have been there. It hurts like hell. Yeah. More questions than answers sometimes, you know, because typically there's no closure. Ain't like y'all sat down and had a heart to heart about what wasn't working and what was. Right. Right. But at the same time, life goes on and you have to realize who you are, what you add, and and, and to be true, and to be truthful, many times it's not even about us. Yeah. Right. It's not even about us, but we make it so much about us. Mm -hmm. And so we have to realize, listen, this this bigger than me, this deeper than me. And so you got to let, you got to be willing to let them go and and let God deal with them in the way that he needs to deal with them in their life and us to be able to move on. But how I've always been, I've never, that in none of those situations have closed me off to start Mm -hmm. new flourishing, you know, relationships you know, new yeah, flourishing yeah. friendships or to even pour into the ones that, that I already have. Like it's, it doesn't necessarily do that. So I would just encourage people just, you know, stay open, remain open. Like not everyone, you, you won't always have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we dismiss and we don't open ourselves, we don't expand our circles. You'll never know who you can meet. If I never extended myself to Melissa or, or, or was open to meeting someone new then I wouldn't have, you know, my best friend. I wouldn't have her today. So, yeah, just remain open. And, um, you know, it, it is hard to go into this. I mean, and, and we know it. Uh, we are gut, our spirit, whatever you want to call it, the discernment in us tells us who we invest in, who to invest in, and who not to. Like, some people right. know, like, listen, I'm in their life for, um, I'm in their life for a season, you know, and, and that's okay. And that's okay. You know, as mm-hmm. long as, you know, as long as you're not being abused or being taken advantage of, or you know that you are there to put something, you know, to deposit something in this life, in this person's life, or show them how to be a friend. Because I had a friend, I had this person that I was not, um, 
she wasn't, she, we weren't, we weren't connecting or meshing. We weren't supposed to be friends, but I realized that she didn't have any friends and did, and this was an adult. She was in her fifties. And I was like, I'm oh. going to show her how to be a friend. So I, you know, I, when she would do stuff, um, I was like, listen, I love you. And I understand that you don't have girlfriends, but I'm going to tell you some of the reasons why. And I, and so, and I'm like, I want to continue for us to continue to be friends. Um, and, 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 you know, if you're okay with that, then I'll tell you when you do something that's not cool. You know, like she would always like, oh, all women hate me or, you know, they're jealous of me. Oh my like, God. No. Yeah, see, life doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. You know? Right. Life doesn't have to be that hard. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely open to, I mean, like I said, Shirley and I have had pretty extensive discussions about this, but I'm very much open to just having a, a wider circle i don't need 50 friends i mean that's great i guess but like having a a, a tight circle of of people that i know like you said lana that like i know if anything happens i have someone i can call yeah and they know that they can call me and you know i i'm like i'm that i'm I'm someone that you can reach out to i'm someone that you can call like Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to turn you away and i'm not gonna be upset that you know i'm not gonna feel bothered but I'm also an only child and I'm used to being, you know, alone most of the time. And I think that's just like, okay, well, I'm, this is like a thing. This is like a a practice that I've had to engage in my whole life, just learning how to extend myself to someone else and let the chips fall where they may. And sometimes things work out and sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes things work out and then, you know, we just drift apart someone moves away or things like that and then i have to remember okay it's time to try to extend myself again in a time like that in in a time like this it's a little bit more difficult because i'm not going out to the bookstore and to the coffee shop and all that kind of stuff so you still go to the bookstore i love going to the bookstore but i have not gone I haven't gone very much. I think I've gone once and it was around Christmas time. I'm like, I've, I've got to try and find a gift. But like the the way my anxiety was set up, I was like, uh, no. so I go in the drive through and my car is my coffee shop now <laughs> until, <laughs> until further notice. Right, 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 right. So it's like, oh, I've got to, that's why I'm like, oh, these, these online connections that I have, these are the things that we can maintain. And these are the things where it's like, okay, every two weeks, I've got these two friends that I'm going to talk to for two and a half hours. And, um, and I'm, I'm talking to Shirley every week. And so that, that feels good. That feels like, oh, I have some people that I can, that I can reach out to if I need to. But Shirley also knows that I still have a hard time reaching out, even when I do need someone. Oh, yeah, um, she does. Because it's not second nature to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, like I said, it's something that I have to like, like practice. I have to like in, be intentional yeah. about practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. It's like, oh, they don't want to hear from me because I'm. I'm, I'm she does. Them. She so absolutely weird. does that, and and I'll reach and I'll have to tell her that it's okay, even if I'm going through my own stuff. Sometimes I feel like in in a friendship, you need to be something for somebody, even absolutely. when you're going when you're mm-hmm. going through something yourself. Because for me, it kind of pulls me out of what I'm going through in that moment to, to hold space and support somebody else and what they're going through. And that's what I try to tell Natty because she's like, Oh, but this just happened and that just happened. And I really don't want to put anything onto you, but sometimes I need that. Yeah. I need somebody mm-hmm. to pull me out of that space that I'm in. 
And uh, I think that's important in friendships. I think that that com- the thing I want to say is communication. Like we have to communicate those things to people. Like don't just assume that mm-hmm. because I'm going through something that I can't be there for you. Communication is always going to be extremely important in friendships. And there was something else Natty said when um oh yeah Talana you had said I think you said to something to the fact that um gosh y'all I just lost my thoughts. Anywho, I don't know what I what I was going to say then, but um, this whole thing where people say in order to have a friend, you got to show yourself friendly. Now, that's where I was going because I remember I was talking to my sister a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she doesn't have any black female friends. Like she lives in Chicago and in, a, in an area where um, there are predominantly Hispanics. And, and blacks and she's saying she was saying that I, I said well why don't you have any black female friends and she was and she said well they don't like me and so I guess my question is she's like black women don't like me and so I guess my question is the whole in order to have a friend you got to show yourself friendly like what are y'all thoughts on that well I, uh, let me let me piggyback on that for a minute talk about black mm-hmm. women um um and not liking you. Like when I typically would start a job, um, usually black women don't gravitate towards me initially in a, in a job setting, in a corporate setting. Usually it's the white girls. They, you know, they just love me. Sisters don't know how to take me sometimes. They, you know, which is so weird. Um, you know, I'm round away or whatever, but you know, I don't know what it is, but black women typically do not usually like, um, like the last, not my last job, the job before my last job, like the, um, um, back in ooh, 1998, I think it was like, I was there for probably a month before the sisters decided that I was the coolest thing since sliced bread. But two, <laughs> the two white ladies that I met the first day that we, we are lifelong friends. They came to my wedding. They, you know, we're in each other's weddings and, you know, all the things we're in each other's life. In fact, we have, we went out, <clears throat> we would do dinner once a month for years, for years, at least once a month, just to stay connected. Now, I don't mm-hmm. have any sisters. Now, I did that. I tried to do that with my black sisters and friends once they got around and got cool. But then it was, you know, stuff started happening. Somebody get a man, they ain't coming no more. Somebody, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, 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 that. your sisters say that. But, yes, I think, and I, I do think that in order to be a friend, you have to, or to have a friend, you have to show yourself as friendly. Um, and you have, to, you have to be a friend to get a friend as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think about a, a, a girlfriend of mine back, you know, when I was much younger, she wasn't very friendly and she knew she wasn't very friendly. She was because she doesn't have tolerance for people. So I'm like, you know, how we became friends, I'm not even sure. We wound up actually even being roommates um, for a while. Um, but she wasn't very friendly. So, but, but she would say, you know, I, I didn't go to church and nobody called me. I was like, but do you call anybody when you don't see them in church? Oh, that's you, the question. You, you know, so I, I I would call her on the carpet for it. And she's like, you write about that. I'm like, you can't. Or, you know, she doesn't, uh, you know, nobody sent me a birthday card. How many birthday cards do you send? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, do you extend yourself to anyone you right. want to do it to you, but do you extend mm-hmm. yourself? So yeah, mm-hmm. you have to show yourself as friendly. And when people show you who they are, believe them. If they show right. you they're not good friends or they're, you know, out to use you, or they're not really invested in you, it's more about them than you, then you a grown woman. You make that decision like, bruh, I'm out. I'm out. Exactly. Yeah, and right. don't look back. Yeah. Don't look back like no love lost. 
No love mm-hmm. lost. When you, at the end of the day, when I say, I know I'm a good friend, I know I'm a good friend. And I know when I'm a good friend, when, you know, people are like, people, stuff I've done for people years ago, half the folks I don't even remember. People are like, girl, you threw me the best baby shot. I was like, I did. Like, you remember you threw his baby shot? Well, I was like, mm-mm. Like, yes, I'm still thinking about that baby shot. So you meet people and you have this impact to people. And we're not, you know, that, that um, girl that said a chant and we worked together 25 years ago. Uh, I didn't remember that, but she still remembers it. So people will see me, I'm out and, you know, out and people are like, oh my God, da, da, da. And I'm like, wow, okay. So, you know, whether or not you stay friends with those people or not, you do the right thing, uh, whether right. or not somebody else do the right thing. Yeah. 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 Along those same, those same lines, you know, friendships end for, for various reasons, like Lana was saying, like some people are in your life for, for a season, a reason, and whatever else goes with that. So I want to know in y'all's friendship, are there any deal breakers? Like, is there anything that the other person could do that will make you to say, uh, make you say I'm done? Like, I don't want to be your friend no more. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Cause you know, I trust Melissa with my husband. We sister wives. No, oh, y'all, oh, y'all, oh, y'all friends. Oh, friends. <laughs> friend, friend. He, he hates when I say that, but we you are know, not sister wives. My husband sent me money. You send me money. This is true. Right. This is he true. send you money. He taking care of you, <laughs> Oh, y'all friend, friends. Okay, All I right. see y'all. Why he paying for both of us? <laughs> yeah. Now, that he is does, so that, good because. And yeah, I will no say, women don't, uh, women don't typically trust other women. I don't care who it is with their husband. So yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all <laughs> in there. Y'all in there. Yeah, yes. I, I always say, I, I've heard people say that. And I've even had older women tell me that. I'm like, listen, if I can't trust you with my husband, I can't trust you in my life. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. That's like, a I good one. Yeah. You do yeah. that mean that you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. You know? so right. You, you, you're not going to be in my home. You're not going to be in my space. Because if I don't trust you with my husband, yeah. Right. Right. What about you, Melissa? Mm, you know, I never thought about it. I mean, I can't, I can't. Because y'all friend friends, that's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting question, Shirley. I'd like to hear you and Natlin. Natlin. Me and Natty? Um, <laughs> oh, that is a good question. I don't have an answer either. <laughs> right. like, I don't, like, I don't have an answer. Right. Like what would be, um, you know, I know if it was just a general friend, but I'm like a best friend. Like, what is it that would be a deal breaker for for you? I mean, let's ask people like, what's a deal breaker in a relationship? I would say for for me, and I not that I think Natty would ever do anything like this, but for me, if you come from my children, we done. Right. Like for real, yeah. like yeah. it's it's over. That that's a complete deal deal breaker for me. And when I say come from my children, I don't necessarily mean you know, telling me, you know, perhaps you should have handled that differently or, you know, whatever. But like, I'm talking like literally come for my children. Like if you abuse them, mistreat them, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like I'm done. Like, yeah, that, agreed. That, that's a 100% deal breaker for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. I, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I think the one. I'm thinking about. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Natalie. No. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I'm thinking about like situations situations that I've experienced I'm like okay those things are deal breakers like like what Shirley said someone mistreating my my children um and not necessarily like oh they're being violent with them I mean that's obvious but like just not being kind just not just not being kind to them 
that's definitely a deal breaker for me. And anything where and it's so funny because the the situations that I'm thinking specifically, these have all been friendships that I've had with white women. Um, so it's like there's a different there's like a layer of something there that's like, oh, okay, this this is a yeah, this is definitely not cool. This is this is a giant red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of pops up out of nowhere because, you know, people have implicit biases and then with time, those things start to come out. I guess the more comfortable someone feels around you and they think they can say things or get away with things or whatever. Um, so something like in, in that kind of context, yes, that would definitely be a deal breaker with friendships that I've had with, with black women. I don't, I think someone just being really disrespectful to me, like Mm -hmm. I can think of one friend that I've had in the past that there, there was a situation that happened and she immediately jumped to the wrong conclusion about me thinking I had done something to hurt her. And she didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. And she immediately like yelled at me over email or whatever um, and cursed me out and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. And so then when everything got resolved and she realized, no, I, I hadn't actually done the thing that she thought I did to her. It was like, yeah, it was very awkward. And, and we, it was like, okay, I, I'm very, I'm a very forgiving person, but at the same time, although I forgave her, I was like, okay, I also know that I'm going to have to keep you at arm's, arm's length because it was way too easy for you to jump to this right. conclusion about me when I've never done any, anything to hurt you. Wow. Um, so something like that, that's, that's that would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> now, I've, ended, I've actually ended a friendship because the the lady was constantly questioning my friendship. I've entered a friendship because of that, because whenever I didn't do what she wanted me to do or show up where she wanted me to show up when she wanted me to show up, then it's like, Oh, I thought you were my friend. Oh, um, if you were my friend, uh-huh. you would have done that. And so I've been in that relationship. And that's manipulative. That yeah. Yeah. Because that's for me, that, that's toxic. I'm not going, I'm not going to yeah, be in, in, in a relationship like that. So I, I've entered a relationship because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely a deal breaker. Anything where someone is like their their MO is just to be manipulative like that. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not safe and it's not fun. So no. Yeah, I, I'm trying. Thankfully, I've never had. Um, I mean, I've definitely had friendships that have ended, but like I said earlier, it's been more so of stuff that they were going through, had to deal with, you know, whatever, whatever. But not necessarily anything that's happened to me you know, of why I had to make a decision to end a friendship. But the one thing were that, as I was thinking about it, Shirley, and that's come to mind that if I had to intentionally end something, it would be, and this is just in general across what, not necessarily with Lana, just I, the word disrespect, you know, mm-hmm. disrespect comes to mind, you know, for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm real big on honor. Lana knows words. I'm real big on words. You know, you're not yeah. going to talk to me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially more than you might. One time I might be like, okay, don't do that no more. Mm-hmm, you know, right. Literally people, you know, people that know me, if, if we've been in a situation and their voice get loud or they mm-hmm. say something, they, they literally start to see my eye twitch. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on? What just happened? Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I think disrespect, and I would say intentional, you know, disregard, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But thankfully, yeah. I mean, I've never had to go through it. But that would be very high, you know, on my list. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. So this one may be a, may be a little heavy, but so 2020 and then 2021, there was a pandemic. And then of course there was the whole racism and anti-blackness being constantly thrown up in your face, like more than it ever has been in the past. So how did, how challenging was it for you all to maintain that deep connection, number one, through the pandemic, where y'all were able to come together and be together, like physically be together? How challenging was it for y'all to continue to grow in your friendship during the pandemic? And did you find that you needed each other more during the pandemic and the whole racism and anti-Blackness situation? <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? Yeah, this is going like nothing really yeah. changed. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, as far as our laugh. friendship is concerned, yeah. you know, like like yeah. So I live. My mama is what seventy two, seventy three. So and she lives with me. And so yeah, nobody was coming to the house. Well, first of all, no one was traveling in the beginning. General. So probably for about five months, March. No, you were there in March, so April, May, June. So they were probably like three months um, that we went without like hanging out, seeing each other during the pandemic. Everybody was on lockdown or whatever. Um, also working on um, a special project. So we had to end up traveling, I think, in July during the pandemic and kind of pick back up, you know, where we left off. But yeah, I think we talked every day, several times a day. Yeah, that's, that's what people... We talk so much because, you know, <laughs> because we're best friends, one. But two, uh, of our lifestyle. Like, we're entrepreneurs. We work together. She works with me. I work with her. So we're always talking. And even when we were working on the project we were working on, you know, it was so much, you know. So we're talking all day anyway. So it was. Oh, yeah, feel, we were working together, too. Yeah, we were working together on that. Um, so. So we didn't we didn't miss a beat. We didn't miss a beat. Um, you know, when in the, in the months that we didn't see each other, it was like we saw each other because this one she can only call on video. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at her face all day. So it wasn't. So you know. So yeah. So and and we laughed at the beginning. We you said it was heavy, and you laughed is because you know we had that conversation um, in the beginning of the year with some other friends. They were like, you know, things just changed, and you know, so much change outside. The things that we, that people may have needed, we had. Because we had that close connection, it just became closer. And because we talked all the time, we just continued talking all the time. So we didn't, um, and the fact that we couldn't go out, it's not, it wasn't horrible for us because for the most part, we either at my house, her house, you know, my mom's house, driving, you know, so we're always, um, we're not necessarily out and about. We're at, we're not in the office somewhere. We don't have to go anywhere. We're in the house working most of the day, or at a um, you know, maybe we might go to Panera, and that'll be our office for the day. So it wasn't that we were going into an office. We were missing coworkers, or you know, we like to go out to restaurants all the time, and we were missing that. We weren't really missing too much. And in so. terms of dealing with the racism and all of that, that happened it happens every day, but specifically when it blew up last year, last summer. Um, yeah, so our, our th- things hit us, but I think there's two things that really work to our a- advantage. One is our MO, our mode of operation. So while things are so heavy in the world and it, and it impacts us for sure, that, as I mentioned earlier, like if, it, it's hard for me to stay in that in that 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 low place 
mm-hmm. day in and day out. Am I processing things? Yes. Am I thinking about things? Yes. Am I, you know, trying to figure out what's my part, what's my role? And we have conversations about different stuff like that all the time. Like, how do we move the conversation? How, how, do, we, how do we do more than just pray about it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the second thing I would say when our, our faith and our relationship with God is like, is real, real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? so there's, a, a, there's a ton of Christians, you know, in the world who believe, but yet it, they allow the weight of the world to also be their burden as well. You know, and they, they wear it, that you see it, they like, it's like, okay, but at what point do you really, you really walk in by faith? Are you really trusting? You know, are you really, you know, asking God for how am I part of the solution and, you mm-hmm. know, all of that. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of that helps with us, with, with our spirits and then self-care. So mm-hmm. Lana had a rule. She still has a rule. She does not watch the news until 6 p.m. Because the reason why most of us sitting around depressed because we watch the news from sun up to sundown and that stuff will eat away at at your spirit so you know and yeah so she had a rule has a rule still has a rule you know 6 p.m that's when i take in you know what's happening in the world and then she has a time where she does like maybe like six to eight or something Mm -hmm. like that like an hour or two and then so self-care and boundaries you know really Mm -hmm. helps us as well because that thing will literally have you on the front lines power to the people we we bought Go up some stuff if if we're not careful. If we're not careful, what would you add? I know, no, that that's true. Like like trying to take in like um, my husband is a news junkie, so he's all day he's listening to the news and um, all night he's watching the news and pundits and um, social media, you know, responding and thinking and stuff. So he, you know, he was like he had a hard time last year dealing yeah, with it yeah. because. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you like now his spirit is vexed. Because you've taken all of that and you don't have time to feed your spirit. So now every, everybody, you're angry at everything and everybody. And our bodies aren't built like that. Our bodies are not built to continue to just add, 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 and never right. you know, release any of that. And, and you found, you know, mm-hmm. people are angry and people are hurt and upset. But if, but if we, keep, we have to move past anger, we have to move to action, we have to move to being healthy and whole so we can impact whatever our circle is or whatever our world is, that's the impact that you can do. I can't change the entire world, but guess what? I can change my neighbor. I can change mm-hmm. my you know, because they're reaching out to me and saying, what can I do? And well, tell me how I am. Because, you know, I call them out. They, they expect that from me. Mm-hmm. And, and when they see disrespect or see something else, they be like, Lana, you know, is that cool? Or no, nah, that's not cool. And here's why it's not cool. So that's what I can do. So yeah. Yeah. boundary, I mean, you know, limits and all of those things um, just help you to be healthier. So, you know, so, so not to say we weren't phased by it. Yeah. Right. I, 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 yeah. I don't want people to say, oh, they ain't taking it serious. They ain't taking yeah, it serious. You know, you know, all of that. They not woke, all this kind of stuff. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's actually the opposite, you know, and, you know, we spent the better part of our year just doing real work to affect change, yeah. you know, yeah. um, on, on the types of things that we did in 20, was it 2020? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anything, I buried myself in probably the most meaningful, purposeful work that I've ever, you know, been a part of to date, you know, to, to, to create a difference. So, right. yeah. Not just talk about it. We want to be about it. We be about it. We about mm-hmm. that life. Yes, honey. Yeah. Yes. 
streets. We in these streets. <laughs> literally, we were in the streets. Cool. Well, y'all, this was so good. Thank y'all so much for coming on to um share to share y'all's friendship with us. <laughs> yeah. Like this, it's amazing. But before we go, I do have some rapid fire questions. You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like bring it. Never <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's the dominant one in the friendship? Don't y'all answer that, Natty. Who's the dominant one in their friendship? Oh my gosh, I can't really tell. Like, I, my first instinct would be to say Lana, but I'm not so sure. Okay, okay, y'all. Now y'all can answer. It's definitely, it's definitely Lana, but then, yeah. people call me bossy. So. She's bossy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely her. You know, she she's the loud one, the, the more like, <laughs> sir, sir. She said, her. sir. <laughs> Why are you yelling? No. Why are you? No, no, mind you. Look, okay, I got see, receipts. See, 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 see. <laughs> I got receipts from this here podcast. You said earlier when we both walk into the room, you're going to be the one, you know, go light the room up. You did I'm say that, Lana. You did say that. <laughs> I ain't got time for these people. But how does that make me bossy? That don't make me I bossy. I didn't say bossy. She said dominant. How does that make me dominant? That people are gravitate toward me because I'm cute? I mean, <laughs> I can't. Go ahead. Can't. Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> On a hike, who's most likely to say, girl, slow down, wait for me? Melissa. <laughs> we already know. So now we have, we have a hike do over. Right. A hike do over. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know where your, where your crew is. Um, Shirley and, and Natalie. Um, but for anyone that's familiar with North Carolina, especially the Charlotte area, there is a hiking trail there, really popular. Um, so if you're from the area, you would know it or n- know about it, called Crowder's Mountain. And listen, the last time I did that thing, your girl cried. I was like, <laughs> okay, I had to talk to myself. I had to be like, you can do this, Melissa. It's okay. Just take one foot in front of the other. You know, it was that kind of experience. But your girl been working out. So drinking listen, milk. I've been drinking my milk. She's been drinking milk. I'm going to Charlotte next week. Yeah, I'm about to take that mountain out. You hear me? Want to see video. <laughs> video or it didn't happen. Yeah, yes, yeah. I want to see video. <laughs> All right, next question. Who's, who's the quickest to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me? Me. Lana? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the quickest to forgive? Oh, Lana. I'm the I'm the quickest to forgive. <laughs> See, I'm okay. like, you mad, son? Why you mad? Wait, you mad? <laughs> <laughs> I've been moved on and she's so pissy. I'm, like, I'm sorry, we're so mad. <laughs> yeah, I kill me. Hungry? Yeah, it's so funny. All right, that's it. That's all I have. But before we go, closing remarks, Lon and Melissa. Closing remarks. Yeah, what y'all got to say to the people before we go? <laughs> um, I'd like to say, you know, that um, in, at our age, especially, you know, we're women of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like that. Women of a certain <laughs> age. Your girls you know, when you, time. When you <laughs> that are valuable to you care for those friendships and mm-hmm. 
sometimes like we would, we might offend each other. You know, don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to reach out, especially if you know that person is a good friend. Um, and yeah, like we say, we, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. And, you know, even though we think we know people like, um, they may resort to not speaking to you or pulling back or not calling as much or texting as much, you know, just reach out, just say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, and, you know, if it's not, you know, you're not going to do it for years on end, but you're going to do it, you know, just as, so because you don't know what they may go be throwing, I'm here for you, girl, or something like that. So when you have a good friend, you know, value that friendship, take care of that friendship mm-hmm. because, you know, those are the things that, w- that will get you through, um, you know, in good times and bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Count on me to friendship She said, no, ma'am. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you don't even know. What, what's the word? <laughs> oh, okay. Now you remember? You have to remember where it came from. No. I know. That was my move. Um, yeah, I what Lana said, y'all. I mean, life life is short. Life is mm-hmm. you know, we have learned nothing else in the last eighteen in the last thirteen months, you know. Actually, no, just twelve yeah. with the pandemic. Yeah. Just twelve right. months with the pandemic. Um and, and, and well we knew it before, but we definitely know now. Um that life is extremely short. And so, you know, all the the pettiness that happens you know call call your family call your friends call yes yeah you know get over it move on you know half the stuff that people around here mad at is, is stupid anyway right. you know and so life is just too short to be trying to navigate it by yourself do it by yourself you know or whatever yeah. we're talking about uh we were talking about you know some of the friendship you know transitions and you know losses that we had gone through earlier in life Natalie, and you know, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that those people, there are some people that, you know, you're still going to be there for them no matter what. So we just, for all of us, we were on national news for this doggone Texas winter storm. Um, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. some of those same people, you know, are, are, are our friendships where they were years ago? No, but there's still, you care about that person enough to be like, let me call and reach out and check on mm-hmm. them, make sure they got lights, make sure they got water, mm-hmm. you know, make sure they're not in the cold, you know, do you need anything? So yeah, so life is good, y'all. I pray, you know, uh, we like Lana mentioned, we meet a lot of women that we can tell, not only, you don't necessarily have to have a friendship like us, but that just don't have just that 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 girlfriend or girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And so I pray for every woman, you know, just to have, and it, it doesn't even have to be, it could be that one other person, you know, in their life that they can just go through life with and do life with and Amen. it's okay. So. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Bishop. Really? Say, speak a word, Bishop. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't too right. Yeah. You said, come through with the good <laughs> words. <laughs> For anyone that is struggling with hurt, because that, that thing is real. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say a prayer right now, but I do pray, you know, for you. <laughs> No, but <laughs> but seriously, you know, to to release, give it back, give it back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, is is you know, you too cute to be walking around looking older because you holding on to stress. You know, mm-hmm. somebody else's life and they done moved on. You know, yeah. I'll tell you this quick story and then I'm gonna let y'all go for real. Um, you know, I remember <laughs> I was listening to um, Auntie O, my auntie, um, mm-hmm. and so she was like, she was talk, she was one day she was talking about a friendship that you know 
like Sammy and we're talking about, she was upset that it had moved on and she had been holding on to it for years. Mm-hmm. And when they saw this person outside of Tiffany's where we hang out, and uh, <laughs> he saw her out of Tiffany's basically living her best life. She was laughing and joking with somebody else. I mean, that person had moved on. And, you know, not she didn't still think about what happened between her and Auntie O, you know, but she had moved on. And so it was, it took Oprah seeing that to realize like, why am I still holding on? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Living their best life, going to get a blue box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to let it go. You, you just have to let it go. You know, it's so funny. You said Auntie Elsa, right? You like, let it go. Absolutely. Well, all right, ladies, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Lana, I would love for you to tell people how they can connect to the Sundress and Big Hats brunch when y'all yeah. get ready to go on tour again. And Melissa, if you have any information that you would like to leave for um, your business, then please, by all means, here's the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> all right. So the Sundress, you can find us on all social media platforms at Sundress Brunch um, or Sundress and Big Hat Brunch, either or um, on IG, Facebook. Um, our website is sundressandbighatbrunch.com or sundressbrunch.com, either or. Um, email us at info at sundressandbighatbrunch.com. And we don't know when we're going on tour again. We will be doing some things um, on the platform. Um, follow us on so. Oh, follow us on. No, that is not a song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Follow us on, on Instagram and um, Facebook, and we'll be, you know, announce all the things that we're doing um, that on those social media platforms. Yes, and you can find me online anywhere, just at melissajnixon.com um, or melissajnixon on social media platforms all over. You might not see a whole lot there right now because your girl is on a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. um, which is good. It's a good thing, transitioning as, you know, we um, launch whatever is coming next. So cool base. And we'll have all the information listed in the show notes of this episode. So you can connect with my girls because y'all need them in your life. All right. Now, do you got anything before we leave, honey? No, just that this was really, really good. I really enjoyed everything that y'all shared. We, all we needed was a glass of wine. Just saying. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. We are Shades of Strong everywhere. If you want to leave us a message about this episode, you can do that on our website at shadesofstrong.com. All right, we out.